Hi everyone, welcome to the Game Week 9 podcast after a little bit of a hiatus. Got Abu with me, hi Abu. Hey Mike, how you doing? Yeah, good thank you, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Cool, so yeah, we've been away for a little while, there's been an international break, but we're back with a podcast this week to cover all of the Premier League uh, results. So we've been, we've been doing quite a bit of research, but the problem is we've actually been watching movies instead. Yeah. So this is the wrong type of research. <laughs> <laughs> I think if we started talking about Joker right now, we'd we'd probably talk about that for about 40 minutes. We should have recorded the podcast in the morning, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to go through the results that happened this week. So we're on game week nine, which means we're two weeks into the uh, round two. So we're facing the same opponents again. And also we're about a quarter of the way through the whole season. So first up, we had yourselves, Brampton Stallions versus Joe Public FC. Yeah, this was, um, so I think only he had lower points than me, potentially John, but losing by a point, it was quite painful. Uh, Dan did he's one of his let's get my whole team and see what happens manoeuvres he uh, worked out in his favour especially as I gave him Jimenez Cantu Alamboli uh, Jimenez coming back to haunt me and Cantwell keeping a surprising clean sheet so gaining three points uh, so yeah um, well done to Dan uh, he did what he needed to do to get the win um, yeah one point it's, it hurts it does hurt a bit so that's how he got me in the first the first game of the season, actually, me versus him, he beat me by two points. Yeah, uh, and those ones do hurt the worst because it could have gone either way, really. Definitely, because I was like, you, you all boiled down to the United game, and I was hoping um, Liverpool would keep a clean sheet. But then not only that, my first super sub was Matip, so I've still got Keane on the bench who had seven points. It was literally it was down two inches. Yeah, and do you know what? I think it's fine to keep Keane on the bench. Everton were having a really poor poor show. They're playing West Ham. I don't think that's a bad decision, to be honest with you. Yeah, I was um, hoping Sionku would keep a clean sheet, but it wasn't to be. Yeah, they 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 conceded one to to Burnley, didn't they? And then on the bright also, side, also wasn't there a McGinn uh, assist disallowed? Her goal. There was, but uh, on the flip side, Dan had a Jimenez goal disallowed. Okay, so that kind of evened out. Okay, yeah. more in my favour. And Sigerson scored absolute beauty, so hopefully he's back now. Even yeah. though you played like five minutes. <laughs> so I think it was it was an interesting deadline day for, for Dan. And actually there was a trade that I you were with me, I, I pressed accept on and then it didn't go through. And I was thinking, why hasn't it gone through? Has he withdrawn it? But Banesh beat me to it. Um and that was for that was for Rashford and Martial. But so he he replaced his entire team except for Kane. Um, who also specifically he did say is not his captain anymore, <laughs> despite still being on the team. And I, and do you know what? I, I really want to get a stat going of seeing um, how many different players Dan's had in his team at any point in the season. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about that stat. Dan has that stat. He will, <laughs> he will let you know. It must be like time. 50. Yeah, I think last season he had around 200. He, yeah. <laughs> and and the bizarre thing is, is, do you know what? He's actually still got quite a good team. Yeah. Dan, Dan plays by his own rules, but somehow he just works out for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's an unfortunate one. Um, do you think that it is the the beginning of the downfall for you? So this is my third straight loss in a row. There seems to be of a, a downward trend in terms of my performances. I've got the players, but no one's performing now. Aguero as an example, Guardiola didn't start him. Then he goes and plays on Tuesday and scores two goals. 
So I'm doubting he's going to play again on Saturday. Because uh, Jesus seems to get the goal. Go yeah, ahead. But. Maybe. I mean, Sterling scored a hat trick. Kane scored two. Son scored two. But let's remember that the teams they're facing are not great teams. Yeah, and then I did take a punt on Norwich, which hasn't quite worked out at the moment. I've, if you look at my, my midfield, I've got McGinn. Buendia and Harry Wilson. So all three of those players were playing in the championship last season. Yeah. Then Madison was playing in the championship two seasons ago, and I've got more players from the championship. So um, I've kind of I've got a bit too many championship players. I've, look, McGinn, I think is going to be a solid pick all season. Aston Villa look pretty good, to be fair. So I think against Man City, Villa are going to get smashed. But if anyone's going to score, it's going to be McGinn. He seems to perform better against those tougher teams. Yeah. So I'm going to have to keep him in for one more week. Jack Grealish. I don't see him performing in the next two weeks. It's Man City and Liverpool, and, and his window, his window of uh, of points is kind of like it's gone. You don't want to pick someone up after they've just got exactly. forty points exactly. or whatever. Yeah. You know? And uh, I'm hoping my prophecy comes true and Jack Grealish gets called up to England, and then my Tyrone Mings Jack Grealish <laughs> prophecy is sorted. And much like in uh, Game of Thrones, where there must always be a Stark at Winterfell, there must always be a Villa player in my team. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have to keep somebody. They can't all be dropped. Yeah, I think you're still fine. You know, um, you're like you said, Sigerson. Maybe, maybe he's going to start firing again. You got a strong defense, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm um, happy with that defense. Um, Mope, he's hit and miss, but I can kind of be a bit more flexible with that. But you've got Aguero and, and Firmino, and, yeah. and they're going to get you points all season. Exactly, and, uh, and I think Wilson, Madison, and Sigerson are pretty much goal-scoring midfielders. So yeah, yeah, yeah potential there. It's just they need to start banging them in. Maybe just an unfortunate week. Three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next game up is Brooklyn Knights versus Cape Cod Crusaders. So um, before the before this week, I believe Nick was in fourth and Banesh was in third, maybe? Or yeah, third or second. Something like that. Yeah. Um, so Banesh has certainly had what I would say has been the best um, probably last four games out of anyone you know he had a, he had a bit of a, a slow start but he's been he's been really really firing and he's changed his team a lot as well his, his team is changing all the time uh, picking up Rashford Martial and Otamende off, uh, off Dan and actually let's talk about Otamende now right so Pep Fraudiola has been up to his <laughs> old tricks again and I think so I think <laughs> last weekend he played Mendy uh, Rodri and um Fernandinho. Fernandinho as yeah. the free as the freeze like second. Yeah, Casillo was uh, yeah yeah. Osimende was is he injured or is he just not playing? Like I've no clue because then on Tuesday he played Carl Walker. So that means Cancelo. Is he going to start? Is he not going to start? Rodri got injured. Osimende has to come Stones, back. With Stones is yeah. there. I, do you know what? I actually um, <laughs> it's actually really funny because <laughs> I saw on the Reddit page I was watching it and as soon as. Um, who got injured? Fernandinho? Rodri. Rodri. As soon as yeah. Rodri got injured, all the comments were, Mahrez in at left back. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's, it's crazy, actually. And I actually feel kind of comfortable because Mendy does seem like a fairly solid left back starting pick um, if, he doesn't, if he stays fit. So I think left back is a term you, you use very loosely when it comes to Mendy. Yeah. That's where he starts. Yeah. But for 89 minutes, he'll actually be like left wing. Yeah, yeah. He's never <laughs> in the top position. of the box. Yeah. That's good for me, man. And then I'm hoping Villa can kind of exploit that, but then Villa aren't really that great a team. Yeah. Um, Sterling hat trick on Tuesday, so he seems to be picking up at the moment. Well, Jesus, 
I've been interested in really well with that. And Rashford's scoring goals. So. so so Jesus is kind of the player who, and actually when he starts, he does seem to get a goal. Yeah. Um, but he he still I'd still put him in a lower tier because uh, he's not he's not the same as Aguero and he's not going to get um, those consistent points every week. He's a, so um, interesting tidbit on Jesus. Guardiola mentioned that Jesus has the best press of any striker he's ever seen or ever managed. So I think on that alone, uh, Guardiola will start him a lot more yeah, yeah. and kind of develop him more because he's too into his uh, ethos of playing football. Yeah. So he's got he's got Rashford now as well, who obviously got a got a goal at the weekend. Uh, Benesha's team is looking pretty strong. Martial back as well. Martial, yeah. So I'm I, interestingly as a Chelsea fan, I think Willian um, has had had a few really really good weeks. Yeah. And I'm not sure how long they're going to continue for. Um, Pulisic came on and assisted. So you've now got quite a competitive kind of like midfield and wing and wing situation. Hudson is always playing really well. Uh, you've got Pulisic, you've got Mount, um, and so I'm, I'm not sure how long Willian's going to do uh, keep getting points in for. But Benesh's midfield does look very good. And then David Luiz back to his normal self. Yeah, he only seemed to perform against me, which is uh, <laughs> very annoying. And eight um, points from Rico. Yeah, that uh, yeah that was that was a surprising game. That was Norwich versus Bournemouth. Yeah, after that there'd be a lot of goals in that. Everyone but, did right. Yeah. Attacking Norwich, attacking Bournemouth. Yeah, nil nil. Interesting. And then Alisson's back as well for Binesh, so... Yes, yeah, although um, we'll actually look at some stats later. I still don't really rate the... I don't think there's that much difference between goalies. So now now on to Nick. Um, Nick, being a very attacking, heavy team, got blanks from all of his strikers. Allaire, I mean, West Ham haven't really done much in terms of goals recently, and Allaire hasn't got anything uh, um, recently. We predicted um, Wesley's performance against Norwich. So Wesley seems to be getting picking up points every three Pretty much. So next game, the next two games are Man City when and he, Liverpool. So I doubt he's going to Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, that's good for me because I play him next week. Aubameyang with nothing. So Arsenal's performance just not great. Pepe missing a goal he probably should have put in for 72 mil. I think we've all seen that uh, that stat comparing El Ghazi to Pepe. Yeah, the seven mil to or, or five mil to to 72 mil, and El Ghazi's produced more so far. But. With Arsenal again, Emery, he didn't start Ozil, he didn't start Tierney. There's quite a few big players he didn't start. Yeah. And then... Ceballos not really getting a look in. You're obviously going to lose then, right? Um, yeah. It doesn't make sense. He's, he's just... He doesn't seem selections. to know who his best team is. Yeah. He doesn't have it. You look at teams like Chelsea and Liverpool um, and, 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 che- and they're happy to say, actually, this is our best team. And we're going to play that best team yeah. if we can. Yeah. And we're going to keep playing it until someone's injured, you know? And... I think that's a good attitude to have. And a player that was in. So the negative against him is he doesn't track that much. I bet he still covers a lot of ground. But with his creativity and with the type of pass he can pick out, you should kind of account for that and say, okay, fine, you don't run as much. But then. Gwen Doozy will cover you. Exactly. That's the point. You just do what you have to do yeah. and create. Because like, his assists are amazing. And his, his, his assist ratio is fantastic as well. Yeah. Um, Mourinho mentioned about Ozil, uh, he's a confidence player. You have to kind of put your arm around his shoulder and, you know, just because he has, he has confidence issues. Uh, if Emery can do that, I say, look, you're the man. You're the guy that's going to create for this team. You play, you do what you have to do. When it comes to the dirty side of the game, we've got Gendouzi, we've got Xhaka. Actually, forget Xhaka. Yeah, forget Xhaka. <laughs> well, we've got, we've got players to cover you. Um, you just do what you have to do. And they'll, be play, they'll play so much better if you did that. So, actually, this week, Nick's points came from very unlikely places. 
Look at that, Ali, Kepa and Alonso. 14 points from Alonso is just, you know, incredible. Um, considering as well, he doesn't even seem to be the first choice yeah, left back. Um, a clean sheet from Kepa and then Ali with his first points of the season. Um, quite, a, quite a clever pick-up, I think. But he made that major mistake of picking up Adama Traore. Yeah, I... <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I feel like Adama Traore has scored all of his goals that he's going to get this year. The guy flats to deceive. He's just he's a sprinter. That's what he is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's uh, most of his points not coming from the regular places. I've got him next week, uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Next up is Greg versus the current title champion Mahir. Now Greg took this win, and Mahir only got twenty-four points. So we'll look at Greg's team first. Um, basically. Half of his points coming from Man City. I think one thing that needs to be said is um, we took the piss out of Greg for a certain transfer he made at the Jota start of the season. Wood. Four but goals. Four goals from Wood. 20, 25, 27 points in the last four games. And how many goals has Jossie got? Maybe one? One, yeah. Yeah. Greg is a mastermind. He is a mastermind. Although, I have to admit... It still doesn't fill me with confidence when I look at his, his front three, considering he had Rashford before. He bought in... Sorry, before we went to the strikers, he took, he took a point on Cancelo. And it paid off. Massively, three bonus points on and nine points And do you know what? I think in. it's going to keep paying off. Yeah. Because he might play the league games now. I mean, he started, he started a left-back once. <laughs> with players with talent, you have to give them the opportunities. If this guy can play anywhere... like 60 mil from Juve. You spend a lot of money. Kyle Walker tactically is, is completely naive. I would rather move Walker in a centre back and say, "Look, just stay there." Yeah. Because if you and make run a, at them, if you make a mistake, you just you've got pace. Yeah. Just fix it. You've got Villa next. It's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Wesley, he falls down a lot for a big guy. You don't have too many issues. Let Cancelo, Mark, Jack Grealish, because I don't think Walker can handle him. Um, on the other side, you've got Mendy. So, yeah, there's no, there's no left back anyway. You can forget that. It's fine. You just gotta, you just gotta stop Grealish and McGinn. Uh, I'll play Cancelo. Yeah, and actually, and I held on to him for a while, and I don't regret dropping him because I couldn't afford to have Cancelo, Zinchenko, and Mendy. Exactly. The reality is sometimes I might not have anyone who's yep. playing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Cancelo, he does look good, man. He does look really good. Tomori, another clever pickup from Greg. Um, I think Chelsea have got a few good. Good, good fixtures and, and Tomori seems to be starting Christensen's injured Rudiger's still injured uh, so it's going to be Tomori Zuma back to so let's ignore Tomori for a moment let's look at that defence Cancelo Pereira Van Arnold and Wan-Bissaka that's a very attacking defence yeah I mean it's interesting Wan-Bissaka you know like has been a bit of a letdown in, yes. in terms of fancy points not, yeah. in, not in terms of overall performance um, in terms of fancy points he's, I guess he's been ill and injured and stuff but um, not been great David Silva, I mean, we kind of all thought that Bernardo was going to be the silver to have, but at the moment, David Silva has been performing like an absolute champion. But if you look at his points, they've come against Bournemouth, Brighton, Watford and Crystal Palace. Yeah. So this, this is his last season and he is getting old. So I think what Guardiola is doing is playing him against the Leicester team. Pretty much like Jesus plays in the Premier League and Aguero plays in Champions League. He's saving his players for the more important games. But then, yeah. but that's fine, isn't it? Because you know what? If you can pull in that amount of points against yeah. the lesser teams, I mean, compared to City, a lot of them are lesser teams. Exactly, no doubt about it. And then he's got Mario's to cover David Silva anyway. But it's still so. I think Greg has the same idea as me as he has to have a United playing his team. Yeah. But 
Normally more than one, let's be honest. He's got, yeah, he's got two. Usually what I was about to say. James is probably not the United player you want, although he did get an assist. And then, but he's got Tottenham. I'm trying to steer, steer clear of Tottenham players. Oh, man. Don't talk to me about Tottenham, because i got Son, and I still have faith in Son. But what is going wrong? You know, maybe the win yesterday will give them a bit of confidence that they, that they really need. But they're playing Liverpool next week. Um, so uh, it doesn't look good for them really at all. It doesn't. It really doesn't. It's best to avoid those, especially their defenders. I wouldn't go near them at all. Yeah, I mean, this is from a guy who I picked up Aurier this week, <laughs> thinking Watford had not scored in three games. You know, even Tottenham could keep him out. And then we look at Mahir. So, I mean, look, Mahir, Mahir really heavily lies on Mane and Salah. And yep. when they pull in two points between them in a week, they're they're really going to uh, it's going to affect his score, you know. And he basically blanked across the across the pitch. Uh, he got uh, an assist from Doherty. He picked the wrong Pickford. Um, <laughs> he picked Heaton instead, which was fair considering Everton's run. Um, but yeah, you can see what happens when when uh, when his players don't don't perform. Nothing from Callum Wilson. Nothing from Mount. I'm not sure how long he'll keep on to Saka now that Lacazette's back. Yeah, not really much that but needs to be said. You on know that. what? I mean, I think that's the first time he's really had a properly bad week. So yeah, it's bound to happen. And the form that Man and Salah on, uh, they've got Tottenham, then they've got Villa next. Yeah, yeah, this goal goal. Also, I've seen in the last, so we've had two weeks really of um, of none of the big fancy uh, Premier League um, names scoring. So the dream teams have been full of like off picks. No one would expect to have, you know, into the point where. I remember seeing a stat which showed the the amount of points your dream team would have got on the week before and week after, and it's like week seven they would have got twenty points, week eight they would have got thirty points, week nine one hundred and twenty points. Like they're just players you're not going to have uh, who get a couple of goals, and the Mane and the Salas and the Abrahams, um, you know, and and the Sterlings not not scoring. And that's a reflection of the season, right? Because apart from pretty much what you said, Man City and Liverpool. Every other team is beatable. Yeah. And you're talking about United here, you're talking about Tottenham, you're talking about Arsenal. Chelsea. It's yeah. amazing. It's like literally, like Sheffield United turned over Arsenal, uh, Brighton beat Tottenham. Yeah. It's madness. Really. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. yeah. I mean, Norwich, Norwich, Norwich beat City. City. Yeah. Even looking at the, um, the, the highest point uh, defenders at the moment, all the Sheffield defenders. Yeah. You know? Lundstrom's the highest defender <laughs> in, in the game. I mean, admittedly, he's not a defender, so that's probably it. So. And finally, uh, was me versus John, and a relatively close one. Um, although it was, I guess, a fairly, fairly high-scoring week. Um, so it's that magic forty again, isn't it? Yeah. Generally, if you hit forty points, you're probably going to beat your opponent. So really, John's biggest downfall um, was that he had four zeros on the bench and a zero on the pitch as well. So he got hit by the Walker uh, uh, situation. Obviously, Walker didn't play. That's that's six points he's lost out on there, um, but Larice is injured. Coleman red card. Rudiger he's held on since the beginning of the season, and I think to be honest with you, that's that to me is questionable. Time to get rid. Well, I mean, why? Do, I mean, it maybe he didn't know how long he was going to be injured for, um, but I don't know when Rudiger's coming back. Um, unknown return date. Who knows? And then Ericsson as well. Did he even play? No, he didn't. Even, oh, he was injured from international break. Um, yeah, Ings, Ings got some points in, Lundstrom and Rich Arlison, and Henderson actually, but it just wasn't enough. I guess that he got unfortunate that Van Dyke didn't get a clean sheet, although that wouldn't have that wouldn't have pipped him. Lacazette's, ju- I've been lucky a bit because Lacazette's only just come back, but 
So I played John next week, and as as my luck would have it, Lacazette is back. Eriksen looks fit. Coleman is back. Luckily, Loris he, he might magically come back. Yeah, it's definitely going to be harder for you next week. That's three yeah. players, you know. And I think John's results are picking up. He did lose to you, yeah. but he beat me here in the cup. So that's a win. Yeah, that's a win. Um, yeah, and again, I kind of look at it. I think I think his um, his backline's fine. I'm not sure how long I'd keep. I, I don't know if I'd keep Larice. I don't know how long he's out for. Um, the front line looks looks all right as well, you know. Ings is firing, which is uh, which is surprising. Probably drop McTominay, um, but the others I'm I'm fairly happy with. So Jota, I, I'll probably drop drop Jota as well. Yeah, yeah, I could do, but I guess we'll we'll see um, as we go through. But yeah, I th- he's gonna get he's gonna get a win or two this this round. Must do, must do. I just hope he doesn't beat me. Yeah, so I got. I got uh, I got points across the board from Hudson Odoi, Vardy, uh, Digne, and Mendy. Um, kind of got did well. Be- Bellerin's still on the back, so Digne I'd actually benched originally. Hudson Odoi for me has been has been really good. Three assists in the last three games. Uh, he scored two goals at the weekend for the under 21s. I think in the last sort of eight games, he's he's returned every game, and he's starting for Chelsea, man. He's doing well. He's doing really well. You yeah, predicted yeah. him to do well as well. Yeah, yeah I, you took I a did. On him. I did. Um, I wasn't sure. I didn't, and I still don't think he's going to start every game. I think that Pulisic is going to get a bit of a look in. Um, but it seems like when Hudson Doy plays, I mean, the first game he played, he came on and assisted for, and he was only on for twenty minutes. You know, he and seemed he, he's danger man. He's he really danger is. man, and also attacking Chelsea. Yeah, attacking Chelsea. He's going to get points, and, and I'm happy with that. And then if you look at your your defenders, Mendy. Let's forget Aurier for a second, but we can class him as well. Mendy, Aurier, Digne, Bellerin, Zinchenko, that's all attacking fullbacks. Yeah. Wingbacks virtually. Yeah, yeah. Then De Bruyne, Son, Hudson Odoi. The question we need to ask is Pepe and Puki. So I am in fact I've been talking to Dan about this, because um, he's relatively interested in Pepe. I still think that Pepe is gonna start producing. Um I think that actually the last game he played, despite missing uh, missing that goal, if you look at the run he makes, the run he makes is really really good. Uh, he makes a great run all the way from kind of like halfway up the pitch on the right side. He plays the ball in, and then he runs all the way through and then receives the ball. He's getting in the right places. He's, got, he's getting a bit more confidence than he had before. It's taking him. He's taking him time to to properly settle in. Now that Lacazette's back, um, Arsenal are going to score more, and hopefully Pepe's involved in that. Yeah, I still have faith. Pookie's a different question. Um, Pookie's a different question. At the moment, I'm keeping Pookie because the reality is is that there's no one I want to drop him for. And I think that, honestly, okay, he got most of his points uh, across the first few games. He has still got 55 points. And bear in mind, I picked him up after the first week. So I've, I've, made, I've actually got most, a lot of the points from him. Um, You've got to almost think, well, okay, how many points am I expecting them to get over the, over the season? So he's got six goals. He might score another five to ten goals, and I'd probably be happy with that, you know. Especially as, as, as long as Vardy keeps scoring. Yeah. He's your main striker. I mean, the reality is is that if if Norwich aren't scoring, then Pookie's not scoring. Yeah. Um, which which means, but you know, I I think uh, we're only a quarter of the way through. Uh, I think he's got more goals in him, and yeah, it's just a bit of a blank streak, really. We're unfortunate as well because King, for some reason, didn't start. Maybe he was getting rested because he's been playing really well. But yeah, Vardy. Vardy's scored m- more goals than anyone in the Prem since Brendan Rodgers taken over. 
So clearly, his uh, incident with, with his missus didn't affect him. Did you see that yesterday? But they're all chanting, um, "Your wife is a grass." <laughs> and when he scored, he just put his hands to his ears and went up to the crowd. Yeah, I mean, he probably gives him. He probably loves it, you know. He does. I bet he He's actually scumbag. loves it. Yeah. He's a scumbag. Yeah. So yeah, there's a couple of players uh, who I'm who I'm kind of waiting on, but I still rate Pep. I still rate him quite pretty highly, to be honest. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Maybe when we get to Christmas, and he, if he stayed the same to Christmas, then we then I start changing my mind. But at the moment, if I'm still if I'm still getting wins in, then I'm, I'm going to keep him. My mo- my most frustrating thing this week was uh, Jesus not not passing to De Bruyne when he was when he was wide open. What? I just don't get it. I don't get it. I what? think for that alone, Guardiola should bench him for about four weeks. Start yeah, Aguero. Yeah, no, I agree. And then we just we quiz him. I was watching points. it. I was watching it. I looked and I went. There's five points. I can see it. I can see it. And then, I, and then, and then there was like a split second where I was like, "He's not passing. Why is he? Why is he not passing?" <laughs> and then also the the penalty decision. Maybe it wasn't a pen. I don't know if you saw it. De Bruyne got knocked over. Um, but two two kind of like times where De Bruyne should have got some points. Um, so yeah, a fairly uh, a fairly some some upsets this week. Um, and the. The tables now. Uh, there's a, a big batch of us in the middle. Um, obviously, John at the bottom. Because <laughs> the battle does seem to be in the middle, right? Yeah. Um, well, let, let's do the fixtures, and then we'll then we'll talk through yeah. the the standings. So next week we've got uh, Mahindra United versus Joe Public. Yeah. Um, interesting, because to- uh, Liverpool play Tottenham. Liverpool play Tottenham. If Tottenham showed the same form as they did mid June midweek, mm. Liverpool be in a lot of trouble. He could be. So Salah's back, right? He is. He is back. Um, Chelsea played Burnley, and I think that means that Mount might not get any points because I don't think they're going to beat him by much. It might be a 1 0, 2 0 win. Um, Wolves, to be fair, actually, he's got two Wolves defenders. They're playing Newcastle, which could be 12 points in the bag right there. Yeah, I think they'll just rip them to pieces. Yeah. Um, I remember when Bruce was manager of Aston Villa and he played uh, Wolves. They annihilated his team, but then on the reverse fixture he beat him four one. Yeah. So he knows how to beat them. And then Bournemouth play Watford away, so Callum Wilson wins for some points. So I think there's potential for me here to have a have a good week. Um, and with Dan, Tammy, so Tammy against Burnley. I mean, this is it. He's, Jimenez against. So Newcastle. actually, yeah, Dan's got a Wolves defender as well, which cancels that one. He's got Jimenez up front, yeah. which could be some points there. Uh, he's got Jorginho, Ho- Ho- so he, he could get some Chelsea points. Probably a, maybe a Zuma clean sheet. I uh, do you know what actually? I think I mean he's got Kane. I think this could be a close one between these two. So I can see Cantwell and Al Ghazi being dropped. Um, Z- would you would you keep Zaha on your team? Um, I mean to be. I don't know. It's a difficult one, you know. The one thing that reason I would would be that because there's the potential that Zaha moves to another Premier League um, club in Jan. Like he's, I don't, he's not going to move out of the prem, so he's going to be in the prem the whole season. Yeah, he had a, he had he had a really good season last year, um, but he's just not started. But what was Jan is how many months away? Yeah, it's a long time. I don't know. The thing is, Zaha still he still holds a bit of value. Although, let's be honest, Dan Dan dropped Pogba, um, who's going to be back in a couple of weeks. So I, I'm not sure. Yeah, he's going to drop Campwell, isn't he? No, Garzi. I wonder who will pick up. But I think Mahir takes it this week. He looks like he's got the good fixtures. Yeah. Uh, then the next one is Nick versus me. Um, 
I've got some pretty good fixtures, to be honest. Um, De Bruyne, you talking about? Uh, Pukki against Pukki United. Against United. Do you know what? Like they they play well at home and they they beat City at home, so anything yeah. could happen. And I think Aston Villa have conceded 40 shots in the last two games, so the game's going to be... I can't see Villa playing very openly. I think they'll play the same way they played against uh, Tottenham. But with De Bruyne, the guy is so precise, like a surgeon. Yeah. So it, it fills me with faith having De Bruyne and Mendy. That could be 15 points there. And he's literally, I think the game is going to be just siege. Yeah. Absolute siege. Yeah, yeah. This could be the week that Pepe comes out. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that every week until he does something. But Crystal Palace at home seems like a fairly good opportunity. Vardy, uh, they're playing Southampton away. I think there's going to be goals both sides, and I'm happy with that. Um, Everton, Brighton away could be an opportunity for them to uh, to get some uh, to get a clean sheet. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the fixtures, honestly. I mean, Son's probably going to get benched against Liverpool. Liverpool away seems like. You just don't want to play any players who are playing Liverpool away. But that's right. All your wing-backs are starting. Um, Hudson Odoi should be able to do something. And as long as De Bruyne and Vardy do get you the points, you just got to get that fortune mark, right? Yeah, yeah. King or something. It, however, um, Nick, Nick's got a solid team, you know. Um, so, he's got two Tottenham midfielders which and, and a Tottenham defender, which kind of makes me happy because they're playing Liverpool. So, you can probably write them off. Wesley, you write him off. Probably right, Wesley off um, Aubameyang, but then I've got Pepe, so they kind of not fully balance each other out, but sort of similar. Um, he's got that Wolves uh, defender, which is which will be good for him. Um, Fraser hasn't been performing. Fraser hasn't been performing. Uh, I mean, the, the issue is is that if you look at something like that, a, a fourteen point Alonso can easily pip it, and actually Aubameyang might get two goals uh, to, to make the difference. But I think uh, I think I've got better fixtures. To be honest with you, we'll see what changes he makes. He might bring someone in. He might bring someone in. Yeah, stop on to call. And the next game is you versus John. Yeah, I'm a bit worried about this one because John seems to be hitting form. But we're, we're crisscrossing in terms of form. I'll see if I hit John's form, and John seems to be getting better. And he's gonna. The thing is, someone will be the first person that John beats. Yeah, exactly. Lacazette being back, that might be his talisman. On formula. For example, let's say Lacazette and Ings score because Ings has been very consistent. That could be just enough for him to win it. Uh, McTominay, yeah, forget that. Nothing. Perez, forget that. Millie, if there's a penalty. Uh, Richarlison, yeah. Van Dijk, they have to keep a clean sheet. Uh, Walker, he might do against Tottenham. Yeah. I think Man City will keep a clean sheet. And I think Walker will start because Guardiola is going to want that pace again. But he doesn't need... I think, think Cancelo starts. It's interesting that like, Jack Grealish is the most foul player in the Premier League and is one of the most foul players in European football. And in terms of his form in the last six games, only Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo's had better form. So with Jack Grealish, the way he plays is he draws a lot of fouls. Yep. So you, what you want is you want a very good defender marking him. You don't need to worry about pace too much because Jack Grealish isn't the quickest, but you know he's going to get past you. So you just kind of want to keep him at arm's length. And once you start with Jack Grealish, then you start focusing on John McGinn. But again, with McGinn, you'll have your Fernandinho that will be stopping him. Mendy will be on the other side. Uh, I would play Cancelo, but I have a feeling he will give Walker a goal because of his pace. Yeah, I mean, maybe that or you might start Bernardo Silva right back. You know, you just don't know <laughs> with Pep. <laughs> Aguero. Aguero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the good thing is he's got Ericsson and Van Dijk, so they're going to 
you know, you can't keep a clean sheet and get points from Ericsson. Exactly. Which, yeah. which is nice. Um, so John d- does this a lot. He seems to have like, he'll have a Tottenham goalkeeper and then an Arsenal striker and then they're playing each other. You've both got Leicester players. Um, in fact, you've both got Liverpool defenders. So there is a bit of a cross- crossover actually. Um, yeah, you don't want to be the guy to lose to John. Not the yeah, first time anyway. Hungry. And the last one is uh, Banesh versus Greg. So, so when Greg fires hot, he fires really hot. It looks good for Greg, you know, as well, because um, Davis Silva's going to play. Yes. If Cancelo plays, and he's got Edison, he, he might get another 25 points. See, it's going to be between... So, Mendy's a starter for sure. It's going to be between Cancelo and Walker. Mm. But and Walker played during the week. He did. Yeah. But who would you start? I just start Cancelo. So, so would I. Yeah. But we know Guardiola. That means he won't. Guardiola's probably listening to the podcast. He's going to start. Yeah, so I actually, um, Greg looks, I mean, his up front, his, his forwards, uh, but that, then may, maybe Wood will get another goal against Chelsea. I, 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 don't, I don't fancy his, his forwards because also, I mean, Richarlison was playing up front for, for Everton last week. Was he? Yeah. They didn't even start, they didn't start Keane or... Um, they're rubbish. Or Cavalier. Cavalier, I don't rate as a striker. He's yeah. very athletic, but he can't seem to score. Keen, he's, I think he's just a bit too immature at the moment. He's quite young. Um, and and then obviously Banesh, uh, who's had a few really good weeks. So Banesh having having some uh, City players as well. It kind of depends on whether Otamendi and Jesus play. So I think Jesus will because it's Aston Villa. Um, Sterling might not. Sterling might not play. He might not play. Yeah. Because Guardiola is following the same philosophy. What he'd probably do is because Villa are a smaller team, um, he'd play his fringe players. Yeah. Because Bernardo and, didn't play during the week. Exactly. And then if they struggle to break him down, which I doubt, highly doubt, then Sterling can come on or Guerrero can come on. Yeah. But Jesus should start. Maybe even Otamendi. I think it's going to be Walker, Otamendi, um, <clears throat> Fernandinho, and Mendy. Then it'd be Gundogan and the Silvers and Mares. Who'd then play on the left? We have to be Sterling. No, it's Gundogan, uh, David Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, yeah. Mares, Bernardo Silva, and then Jesus up front. Yeah, that's my prediction for the team. Benesh always has the possibility to get a high score. And we, I don't know how he does it, you know. I, just, I really don't know how he does it, but Benesh gets the points. He does. He does. A very savvy manager. But Greg could take it this week, you know. I think. All right, and then uh, let's let's have a look at the table then overall. So. At the top, we've got um, here with 21, followed by Benesh with 18, followed by uh, you, me and Nick in that order on 15, and then there's Greg and Dan in that order on 12, and then John on zero at the bottom. So as you said, it's been a fight for the middle. Um, I think me, Nick and... Uh, so me, me and Nick swap places this week. Um, in fact, that's the only change that's happened. Um, but then we're all on 15 and that will that will definitely change next week because me and Nick play each other um, Greg plays Banesh so which could possibly put him up to 15 like it, it's still all to play for really isn't it I don't want to be the guy I just don't want to be the guy <laughs> that's, that's all I have to say about this the thing is John will want to win every game more than anyone I'm interested actually because there was a lot of rumours I heard that, uh, that John was going to bring in some players last week and you were with me I was waiting uh, waiting to make a, a trade right at the last minute that that I didn't do, and he, he didn't bring he didn't bring him in. And actually, if he'd brought Sterling in, uh, he would have he would have beat me probably. Yeah. Um, 
So maybe he'll maybe he'll bring someone in today. Who knows? How do you think it's going to look at the end of the, the round? So I think Benesh will be top of the table. Um, if, if I look at Mahir's team, it's all to do with Liverpool. Mm. If Liverpool keep firing, he's okay. And they have been. They've only they've only drawn one game and won the rest. But Benesh has been really savvy. He's changed up quite a few players and he's still getting big points. So I think Benesh may just overtake him. Um, Benesh has actually got um, 34 points more than Mahir overall. And Benesh has got the most points um, of just regular points than anyone else, which shows that he is, he's getting a lot more points. Then. Yeah, he's had, he's had absolutely massive runs. He's, like, with Tammy Abraham, he absolutely nailed it. Yeah. Uh, he brought in David Luiz. David Luiz, when he needed to beat me, yeah. got rid of him. So, yeah, he's he brought doing, in Willian at the right time. Yeah, yeah, he's doing really well. Yeah. So that brings us on to the, uh, the stats section today. So what I've done is I've, I've uh, added up all the different um, points everyone's got per week uh, and split it by position. And what we've got a list here is the, um, the amount of points that everyone has uh, per position. So for example, in attack, midfield, defense and goal. And we've ranked them in order so we can see where people are doing well and where people aren't doing well. So we'll look at attack first. And in attack, and obviously bear in mind that you can only play a maximum of three players uh, in attack. Um, we've got at the very bottom, John with 70 points from all of his attackers and these are these are only points that have been played it doesn't include substitutes and at the very top we've got uh, Cape Cod Crusaders Nick on 133 that's almost double uh, the amount of points from attackers that um, that Nick has compared to John which is a big margin right yeah um, followed by that underneath we've got um, that's a fine line. <laughs> we've got myself um, with 128 points, Abu with 125, and then a bit of a drop down to Dan on 102, Greg on 94, Banesh on 87, and Mihir on 81. And now the interesting thing about that is that the current big hitters, uh, being Mihir and uh, Banesh, have the second and third lowest amount of points from attack, which kind of suggests that perhaps attack isn't that important of a place to be getting points in. Now, obviously, like we said, um, you can only play three players there versus the four in defence and five in midfield. Um, but we'll see in a minute where, where those guys are actually pulling in their points from. So if you look at the average spread of attack over... The nine weeks that we've had it, John is scoring seven points per week for his attackers, whilst Nick is pulling in 14 points. So there's double the amount of points, literally, uh, in between that. But if you look at the spread, um, the top three, so if you go to myself, Michael and Nicholas, I'm the lowest with 13.8. Mm. So there's not much of a difference between our attacks, really. Um, Brooklyn Knights bringing in nine. So I think that could change. It's interesting that Banesh is only getting nine points. Well, this is what we'll move on to in, in a second, and we'll actually see where where Banesh is getting most of his points from. Um, so when we look at, uh, we'll, we'll go to mid next. So mid is much much higher. Uh, the top scoring uh, mid is Mihir, 
and he has 184 points from mid. Now again, uh, you can you can uh, play more midfielders than you can defend uh, attackers and defenders, um, but that's an extra 50 points. Um, and at the bottom is Nick with only 100 points from from his midfielders. After Mahir, it goes uh, myself again with 156, equal with Banesh on 156, and then Abu on 140, Greg on 136, uh, John on 121, and Dan on 106. And when we look at the averages here, Mahir's pulling in 20 points a week on average from uh, from his midfield compared to Nick's 11, and then the middle guys from around 13 to 17 points. Um, so we can see there's that's a big amount of points that Mahir's been pulling in, um, and he's a very very midfield heavy team. Uh, when we look at all the rest of them, he's actually he's actually fairly low down the list, and as we know, he he relies pretty heavily on those those two big guys, um, Mane and Salah. But that's two very reliable players to rely yeah, on. Yeah, well, this is it. Yeah. This is it, and it's obviously working for him. Obviously, working for him. And uh, ne next on to defence. So defence, it looks very similar to attack. We've got 136 at the top, and that's Banesh. So Banesh pulling in a huge amount of points from, uh, from his defence. And then John at the bottom with 62, uh, which is a very similar spread uh, to, to attack. But obviously, defence, you can, you can play three or four players. Or three or four, five. Five. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, so averages going from seven up to 14 at the top. So that the interesting thing there is that Banesh, uh, who has the most points overall, has been pulling in them in from a, a fairly unusual place, which, which is defence. He's he's had a really good set of defenders um, compared to to anyone else. Dan Dan has the second amount, uh, second highest, so points in from defenders as well. And then finally, goal goalkeeper. So obviously, you can only play one goalkeeper, um, but the difference is between 23 at the bottom for for Nick and uh, 46 at the top for. Uh, Banesh. So we, we touched upon uh, a few times and at the beginning of the season um, the question of whether it's okay to first or, or second pick a a goalkeeper and I was very much of the opinion that actually it's not worth second or picking a goal second or first picking a goalkeeper because the amount of points they'll bring in isn't a, a big enough difference. So now if we just do some, some quick maths we can see that um, the highest, so Banesh is pulling in about, on average, five points a week from a goalie. And the lowest scoring person, Nick, is scoring in, pulling in 2.5, which means the difference between um, a, a, a poor performing goalie and a really well performing goalie is only 2.5 points, points a week. points a week, yeah. Right? Whereas if we looked at the difference between uh, midfielders, uh, we can see, and admittedly, you have to divide it by three. Um, well, actually, I mean, I guess if we divide no, because it, you, you choose how you want to, how your team's going to be, right? Yeah, I guess so. So the spread in midfield from Mahia at the top and Nick at the bottom is nine points per week. Nine points per week, yeah. Which is quite interesting because defense comes in second at eight point two points per week between top and bottom, and strike is coming at seven points per yeah. week. Yeah. So statistically, if you wanted to be your pointer, you'd want to be midfield heavy and following that defence. But then you could have four, you would have four or five defenders a week anyway, so that could kind of account for the, the amount of points you're going to get in difference. And then Mahia has Mane and Salah 
if one of the other managers did have one of those players, I bet it'd be a closer spread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> so well, the results are pretty inconclusive then. Yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to um, to, to to properly kind of like formulate it, especially because there's a lot of moving parts. Um, but for me, that that goalie one is it, quite an important one uh, to, to to see how many points they're actually they're actually pulling in, especially because we could probably expect to see these spreads um, increase over the season. You know, uh, if, uh, if if Mahir's pulling in uh, 46, uh, sorry, uh, tw- 20 points a week, every week, and, and Nick's only pulling in 11, you know, it might, if that continues, then actually the, the, the spread between the points is, is going to get a bit bigger. Um, I guess it's, uh, it's worth looking into some of these numbers if you want to uh, beat your opponent. Definitely. I mean, the average spread total is 26 points. And that's between... Top and bottom. Top and bottom per week. Per week. Per week. And that's a big amount, isn't it? That is. You know, I mean, that's the difference between 25 and uh, and 50 points. Yeah. But then, we talk about the magic 40 mark, which is interesting because generally whoever gets 40 points, you're more than likely to win. But looking at that, potentially you could get 30, 35 points. That could be enough for yeah. a week. Yeah, yeah. Well... Glad to be back. Um, hope you guys have all enjoyed the uh, the podcast. Good luck in game week 10 for both your cup games and your league games. And uh, we'll see you next week. Guys, thanks for joining in. Bye-bye.